Three, two, one. Welcome back, welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Harold. This is Lewis. So we're just the two fanboys as usual. Yeah, uh, we are here in our man cave. We are um, coming to you live. Um, unfortunately, Lewis is not here today. Um, so um, a pour a um, 40 for our homie, Lewis. Yeah, there you go. There's the forty. There you go. Um, <laughs> There's um, the forty. What if when you pour beers out, it just gets sad. <laughs> hey, look, that's you don't that's know what a, can do. you don't know what a, a beer pouring it, out sounds like it's, anymore. It's been five years. Yeah, so that could be r- right now. I don't know if you know, friend. After five years, every time you pour, uh, every time you open a beer, that's the sound. It goes like this. <laughs> oh man okay so we are gonna have fun today um even more so than usual because it is just the two of us yeah there you go i like it we actually worked that out i know (laughs) it's almost like you planned it out so so today um before we begin you know um as uh, um social media people as podcast people, you know, we really try and we really respect people who are in the industry because that's who we talk about. That's who we, you know, we pay attention. That's a lot of the times that we do, whether it's movies, TV shows, um, you know, music. They are the people that we, well, you know, they're the source of our inspiration, I guess we can call that. And, of course, as Harold kind of mentioned to me, unfortunately, um, these last couple of weeks, there have been a couple of really major um, people from pop culture that um, has um, has pa- passed away. So I'm going to start, you know, um, a, um, a pioneer, of, especially um, for females um, in TV and movie industry, passed away um nichelle nichols passed away uh, um i honestly don't know how old she was because the last time i saw her she still you know i mean pretty good yeah she, she wasn't like she wasn't 20 or something but um she still looked pretty good and she still um you know um, seemed like the lieutenant uhura that i knew from my past um you know i i wouldn't want her to be doing the fan dance anymore to be honest with you but um still nichelle nichols was was amazing um you know she was an african-american woman who um really risked risked a lot in her career especially you know being up there in a uh, nationally syndicated television show and she stood her ground amongst everybody else and so um you know a shout out to nichelle nichols um you know uh, lived a great life and you will be missed um a lot of star trek fans and non-star trek fans um, will miss nichelle nichols yeah uh, you mentioned her being a pioneer i believe uh, the kiss that she shared with William Shatner on one of the episodes was one of the first interracial yeah. uh, kisses ever shown anywhere. Might have even maybe something in movies, but it was the first time on TV that they'd ever done it. And it, it was, it's crazy that she was able to flourish in a role that most people who were in her position would have cracked. Because I'm, I know that there was, there was no social media at the time. Imagine if there was, it would have been so much more worse. Oh, yeah, dude. But, like, you know, getting hate mail, actual people having to write letters 
taking their time out, getting a letter, like an envelope, a stamp, and everything, using, and, and actually going to a post office to to make sure that their thing was delivered, yeah. just to say that I don't appreciate that there's a black woman on my TV. Without any of the irony that they're actually playing people who are supposed to be in space and be like, oh, yeah, there can be aliens, but there can't be a, a black woman here. Because, you know, that's more realistic than anything else. And, I mean, having to deal with that kind of stress, that kind of uh, uh, distractions around you and everything, and then just having to just be like, you know what, standing my ground, this is what they hired me for, this is who I'm going to play, this is who, the character that I am going to turn into a legend, and, you know, doing it gracefully. So, you know... Shout out to her, you know, so much credit for having to deal with what she had to deal with and being able to do what she did. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Harold, I think you have another one I uh, that, do. that you wanted to mention. And it's uh, another one of those things where it's like you forget about how much of a pioneer these people who are recently passing away are. And as you guys all know, uh, for the most part, Dennis is a Laker fan. Lewis is a fan of whoever's winning. And I'm a fan of basketball, but more a Laker fan than anything else. And what we were taught to believe growing up was you can love the Lakers and you can like any other team, but you have to hate the Boston Celtics. And that was one of those things that's just ingrained because of everybody around you. But there's always going to be that one person who you're allowed to respect. And that one person was Bill Russell. Bill Russell being the guy who took his team to win 10 uh, NBA championships. Uh, he was he coached his the Celtics to a national championship, one of the best defensive uh, players, rebounders, not the greatest scorer, but he was a stalwart in early NBA. And if you had developed the logo before Jerry West came along, the logo would have been him. And he passed away recently. Um, it's just one of those things where – you kind of expect to hear the news that one of these, the, the elder statesmen of the sport are going to pass away, but you never figure it's going to be one of the best. And as much as everybody hated this, like for me at least, uh, like I said, respect to Bill Russell from the Celtics because out of everybody you're allowed to, or you're supposed to hate, he's the one person you weren't allowed to hate. And the fact is that he was so great that they recently just passed a thing where they're retiring his number throughout all of the NBA. So nobody after or whoever has it now, they're allowed to use it, but on uh, one of them being LeBron James, but everybody else. Uh, Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, yes, because he was like, oh, LeBron James is number. But, and so anybody else, though, you can't use the number six anymore because that will be retired by all the teams. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm – not necessarily a basketball fan. Um, I am a diehard Laker um, since I can remember. But uh, Harold's right. You know, there are certain people, and good old number six was one of those people that when you see, you still don't want the, the Celtics to uh, get the upper hand in terms of number of titles, number of wins, and everything. But you still got to respect that. And you know, and that's the thing, though. You know, as the years go by, we are going to be seeing. More and more, the, the people that we that that we looked up to, people that um, that uh, that there were uh, that are still t even today icons of the NBA. Unfortunately, they are going to be passing away. So you know, uh, Bill Russell, you will be missed. Um, even as a Laker, I can have a, a, so much respect for you, yeah. and it is a sad day that, that you have passed away. Now, um, you know, there was a third one that we were kind of talking about, and um, uh, Harold and I. Um, you know, it, it's it's really a sad one. Um, 
and I've been trying to figure out Harold and Hesh, what are you when you think of her um you know her body of work what would what, what do you go for to start uh, to first right away I go to the other guys <laughs> wow as, as much as everyone loves 6 days 7 nights because mm-hmm. that is a fun movie even though they say it's a bomb it's mm-hmm. a still a fun movie and Hesh in the beginning of not in the beginning, but you know the towards the beginning of the other guys, where Urshan gives her the bad news that he's lost her billions of dollars, yeah, and she has to ring the bell while screaming is, <laughs> dude. That by the way, we don't talk about that movie enough because that movie is it's fantastic. But her role, even though it's one of the smallest roles in the movie, it's one of the most memorable because her her losing the money is the start of the whole plot of the the movie. So it was an like as 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 unexpected as having the movie open with Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock. It was just as unexpected to have Anne Hayes just being there. <laughs> I was like, "What is what is going on here?" But you know, there's that, um, I, uh, and of course the Ellen thing. You know, people will always remember that when Ellen first uh, came out. That her uh, marriage to Anne Heche was the thing that was like literally took over the whole story. Yeah, it, it wasn't even Ellen anymore. It was their story. And when um, they broke up, it was probably for a lot of people in the LGBT, LGBTQ community um, were devastated because that was an iconic couple. Like it was one of the first of its uh, pop culture kind where people were like, "Oh, we're willing to accept these two pop culture uh, members." And to be uh, in a relationship together, and people were fine with it. So when it was over, everyone was like, "Oh man, that's so sad." Um, you know, in, in terms of movies, um, I, I still can't believe you went with that one. Um, the one I I don't think I've ever ever mentioned to you that um, it you know that I like the movie. Um, I think it was nine. It was the late nineties. Uh, um, uh, uh, the movie's called Volcano. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, dude. For, for some reason, so much better than Dante's Peak. <laughs> it, it, it was during the time when there was like Armageddon and like Deep Impact. Yeah, you know, you had to have two. And you know, in terms of uh of that, um, I, I got to go with Volcano. And so, um, <laughs> when they're in the boiling lake, and it's like, oh no, how are we gonna get out of this lake? By getting into this aluminum boat that you conduct more heat than the lake Dude, it is so good. Like, that movie, just because of the fact that it happened here in L.A., the La Brea Target. And it's like... I was like, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. That was was the one thing that I was like, ooh. I was like, I went there freshman year. It could happen. It totally could happen. And and, and Haitians who's going to save us. Her and Tommy Lee Jones. She had... You gotta admit, Anne Heche was like, unfortunately, not unfortunately cast, but it was like they they always played her with such older men. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a it's a wonder why. Like I've 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 noticed that, and I was wondering why. Like I, I don't know, typecasting. Who knows? I, I, Maybe she she played well against that type of uh, of leading man. I don't know, but you're right. That, that's that's true. You know, and you know he's. As as old and as craggly as you can get, you know. Yeah, both of those guys are like the surliest, surly people that are, yeah. have ever existed in this world. And like, I can't even remember any movie where he where he wasn't like the surly old man, you know. In in in, in... even when he was younger, <laughs> like well, when um, what's, what's the one with Wesley Snipes? Um, 
where where he's like the oh the U.S. Marshals. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say U.S. Marshals. Even so U.S. Marshals, he's he's supposed to be you know like there's a there's you know there's I don't he's I guess the elder statement, but even then he still looks old. Yeah, he's old and craggly. Already. Yeah, so he he looked exactly like he did in you know in Men in Black. So <laughs> Men in Black too. <laughs> There was no way they were pulling back like Josh Brolin to play him because I don't think he even at the time he couldn't even play those parts anymore. So no, well, yeah, no, MIB three is the one with Brolin, right? Yes. Yeah. So like he's I, briefly there. Yeah, he's like, briefly there, and even the very end, like you, uh, that's that's his like big scene where he's like the only thing he's really doing is sitting there and doing nothing. Well, <laughs> range of acting, dude. See, and this is why they had to put Anne Hish and exactly. Will Smith with the guy to pair. See, there you go. That that that's so why. that's the connection. Is Anne Hish stars in Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones? Stars in Six Days Seven Nights with Harrison Ford. Tommy Lee Jones hunts Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. <laughs> so it's all her fault. There you go. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, uh, again, just like Bill Russell, just like Michelle Nichols, um, you know, an actor, an actress, um, whatever the term is these days, um, that uh, has uh, act X, uh, an act X. Yeah, and it sounds like something you you eat when you have like um, uh, like a stomach <laughs> a, a reflux or something, like acid reflux or something. <laughs> Make sure you take your act X today. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> by Actex, followed by Philippinex. <laughs> okay, so um, you know, much respect and much love to NH. Um, may you find peace, um, and you know the the, the family, the, the family members, the friends of all three. Um, you know, I hope you, um, I hope you you find that that peace that you all look for. So, yeah. thank you very much for everything that you have done. Um, the next thing that we want to talk about, um, you know, Lewis's. No matter how much we kind of make make fun of uh, the guy, um, he does try to come up with you know the different like um, bits that we do. You know, he does have Lou's views. He he is wasn't the one. that your idea? And then we're like, hey, Lou. I mean, Dude, look, it, it it has his name, okay? Okay. So, um, I, um, I, I Harold was talking about today that we. Because of the schedule that we've had, we haven't really had an opportunity to talk much about um, Comic Con, you know, um, you know. And as you know, as our viewers know, this is something that, as fanboys um, and fangirls, this is something that we we truly look forward to. And for the first time since the pandemic started, um, it was actually back in person again. I, I think Lewis went last year, but it was a smaller scale version yeah. of it where there wasn't what uh, people were used to in terms yeah. of Comic-Con. Yeah, it was a regular comic convention. Yeah, it was a convention, but like the major when, when, when Marvel and yeah. DC and all those things. And because for, if you've never been to, and it's been like a, a decade for me, you know, but you know, um, if you've never been to a, a Comic-Con, that's what it's there for. It's like all the major announcements are there. And that's when, that's where, um, Actually, nowadays though you have the D twenty three, yeah, you have all those things. But back in the day, that's where you get the news, you know. And so even this time around, there was such a um, an energy, you know, that we were looking forward to. And um, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before 
Comic Con was that you know we were most there were a lot of movie news that we were excited for. So um, the segment that um, I'm kind of um, uh, working on right now, we're gonna. We're gonna work on the name, but right now is um, a booze, uh, booze versus booze and woos, or something along those lines. I like booze and woos. Um, uh, or how about booze before woos? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> booze before woos. Let's go. <laughs> Now, now the reason why aside from the wordplay, reason why I chose uh, chose this idea is that you know although uh, Harold and I joke around, um, Harold is kind of kind of li- like the harder person to please in terms of like um, you know movies and stuff like that. Now, of course, there are movies that he likes. You know, like, that he has terrible taste for, like, Batman. You know, like, uh, I still can't believe that he doesn't believe um, in that movie. But for the most part, I agree with Harold, and he is a, a connoisseur of uh, of these things, whether it's his hatred for, um, you know, remakes of, um, of, of Disney. Uh, live action. Re- live action and everything. Can't wait or, to see The Little Mermaid. Or just in... Wow. Okay. <laughs> And it started. I'm guessing that's a boo. So um, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to mention <laughs> I'm going to mention a, uh, a a news a news article that we got from uh, Comic Con, and I'm going to briefly talk about it. Um, you know, a sentence or two, and I'm going to get Harold's uh, point of view. And um, if he doesn't like it, of course, booze. And if he likes it. Woos, and um, you know, depending on the longevity and the, uh, the intonation, the intonation of the boo or the woo, um, that'll determine whether or not he really likes it. Okay, so um, let's go real quick. Um, a lot of really, uh, a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, we of course watched um, the new um, She-Hulk movie, uh, the trailer. Okay, or not the the, the movie, the, the TV show. But one of the biggest things that came out of that trailer was, of course, at the very, very end, confirmation that we now have Charlie Cox. And he's going to be not only in, in uh, not only is he going to be a big part of the She-Hulk, uh, it seems like, but it's also been announced that him and, uh, is it Onofrio? Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Is it with a D? It's a D apostrophe. Okay, D'Onofrio. Um, we'll have, there. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a Daredevil um, um, show, and supposedly it's going to be 18 episodes. So, Harold, boo or woo? That's a woo. Um, the original series on Netflix was amazing. Yeah. Um. I didn't even watch it until you guys had said, hey, dude, you should probably check it out. Not even for the fact that it's a comic uh, adaptation or anything, but the storyline itself being a good TV show, which is, for me, more than anything else, uh, the most important part. Like, you can be faithful to a comic, you can be faithful to an adaptation, but if the uh, product itself is not a good storyline or if it's not a good product, period, then I'm not going to enjoy it. So, having said that, 18 episodes is a lot. It is a lot, especially considering for Disney Plus shows, literally just going six, and it's six episodes and then maybe 10 episodes if we're lucky. Like, I think uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was 10, but for everything else, it just seems to be like six or eight. Yeah. Very limited stuff. So um, 
having that character show up in Homecoming and getting the reception that he did, um, which, like I said before, the reception, if you watch it at home, not the same. No no one else is, there's nobody else out there cheering no, for Nobody anything. went, woo. Yeah. <laughs> like, even when anybody else showed up, like, when I was watching it at home, nobody was going like, oh, my God. But still, like, uh, we know the character is out Wait, there. Wait, you didn't go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, wait, I shouldn't say it like that. Anyways, <laughs> the, wrong intonation. Wrong, wrong intonation. intonation. <laughs> uh, cut that out. Cut that out. Editor, uh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Let's leave it in. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. That's, that's pretty funny. I'll, I'll give it that. But like, um, I, it's a character that, or it's a, even the show itself didn't deserve to be canceled because there's so much more to tell. And then having those interactions, even with the Kingpin in... Uh, the Hawkeye series, where as soon as the Kingpin showed up, everyone was like, oh, it's on. This is the continuation. This is where it starts. Yep. I know with uh, Echo, they're going to be big parts of that, too. And then um, from what I've heard, he's going to be playing a somewhat comedic version of himself in She-Hulk. And really? Then, oh, yeah. Oh. Or at least have a little bit of humor. Because okay. everyone was like, oh, you know, he's too serious. And then I was like, he wasn't super serious. But he was serious enough because he's literally, you know, a blind Batman, like yeah. a blind bat. So, like, it's good. I, I, I can't wait to see how this goes. Hopefully, they do keep the tone of the original series, though. You you want it to be? I I wouldn't say as gritty as I don't think, DC, but uh, the seriousness and the maturity of it. Yes, and it doesn't even have to be. I know that they're now more lenient because they have Logan and the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus, and now they're literally like, okay, we can have some rated R stuff on here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, maybe some kids might just venture into it on accident because they assume it's an MCU thing, so they're like, oh, it's got to be kid-friendly. So, I mean, that's the the the, the situation that they're going to have to come up with, the, with for themselves in terms of marketing. But to see the character get a second life, a better opportunity, now putting him in a more prominent position into the rest of the MCU where, uh, you know, deservedly so he should have been in the first place. So good for him. And I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. Uh, so what, what kind of woo was this? That was just a, that was a woo. Woo. Okay. Woo. Woo. Uh, next one. Um, we find like right before we, uh, right before comic con, we were kind of talking about the idea of, uh, we're at face phase six right now or phase five we are currently in phase four four whatever it is yes. we, we're so confused and people were wondering where are we in the phases and one of the biggest reveals um of course we had a lot of reveals one of at least for one of the biggest reveals is that we're actually ending uh we are near the end of phase four which is going to be um be t- uh, capped off with a black panther um or uh, um we have a something Wakanda, Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever, right? Um, and that's going to be the t- uh, capping it off. But not only is that the big news, but they decided to you know, put a chair on top. That they put a name in this uh, the, uh, the phase four, five, and six. They're calling it the multiverse saga, which I guess we could have kind of guessed mm-hmm. uh, what it was. But we are going to be going with. You know, um, we already have the idea, you know, the, the different movies, the different, um, uh, you know, a way it's going to be ending. But from the looks of it, you know, there's a lot of things, but we are going to be ending it with Secret Wars. Woo? A boo or woo? Woo. Because wow. it's a TV show. Serious woo. Because it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. 
because there's a lot to tell with the Secret War stuff. Um, and this is kind of the complaint. Okay, so I got into a Twitter discussion, and this is being the you know nerd. The great thing about yeah social media in general is one of the guys. Somebody posted. They were saying, um, "Is there anything that Marvel can do to fail?" Because at this point, whatever they do is a success. Yeah, seems and, like it. You know, um, money-wise, yes. Uh, Content-wise, it's kind of a whatever. Yeah. But I was saying it's getting oversaturated because if you look at Phase Four, Phase Five, it's literally like you have to be—you have to watch every single TV show. You have to watch every single movie. I see. Yeah. In order to understand what's going on. Otherwise, like I said, with. Um, with um, uh, Doctor Strange, if you had never watched WandaVision before that, that half of that movie doesn't make sense to you. And literally, people who are going into it are like, I don't get what just happened. And I'm like, on the TV show, this is, these are the guys. And, uh, <laughs> right. So if you're saying that with Secret Wars, which is could be a fantastic storyline, but you're asking a lot for people to be like, the, it's on our Disney Plus service. I need you to watch all of these shows every episode of this show before you go into the next movie mm-hmm. or you even go to the next phase. So it's, it's a woo because like I said, it's a great story. It's a fun story. Imagine what you had watched previously and like, like at the end of uh home, no far from home, the end of far from home where you have, uh, you know, Nick Fury actually being in space the whole time, kicking it with the scrolls. Like, you know, who else? You know, who else might have, during the blip, what if not everybody who blipped wasn't even, like, their versions of themselves? And You're they were right. Just You're right. Other scrolls and stuff. So, interesting. Like I said, it's interesting. Hopefully they do it well. But if you're going to do, like, six episodes, it seems reasonable. But that's really asking people to watch, like, three different movies. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with you. The the concept of it, as the a, a fan of the comic books, having read, having having gone, having uh, you know known what happened there, there's a lot of potential to it. You know, um, in fact, I, one of the things I was kind of thinking about it is it's you know one thing that Marvel never does is uh, is do a reboot. You know, they never reboot like the continuity. That's something. That's a DC thing. Where every yeah. so often they'll there's going to be like a um, you know a big um, event, and then all of a sudden the um, the status quo is going to change. Um, whether or not it is, uh, whether it's a curse or a blessing, um, the MCU, whoever it was, the Tony Stark from the 1960s, is technically the same Tony Stark that we still have in the twenty in the in the twenty twenties. You know, um and that's one of the things that we're realizing with um with the MCU because unlike the um unlike the print where you could just keep on making these guys continue and telling the same stories, you know, there's only so much um you know Robert Downey Jr. that Robert Downey Jr. is willing to provide. There's only so much Chris Evans that uh, that he's willing to provide. So it's an interesting way for us to, who knows, maybe do a soft reboot of the franchise um, and, you know, reveal that certain people were not who they were. But the one thing that uh, that I do agree with is that it's going to be such a limited scope of who you can make into a scroll, especially, as you said, 
not everybody has watched every single movie. So, I mean, you know, a, a random casual a viewer, if you tell them, oh, Chris Evans's character from uh, Captain America was actually a scroll. It's like, oh my God, that's, that's going to blow their mind. But if you say something like, you know, uh, um, um, you know, FBI agent, FBI agent Wu was a FBI, was a scroll. It's like, who? Oh, the guy from, you know, the guy from, uh, um, Ant-Man. Or you know, uh, Ant Man the Wasp. Oh no, the, the guy from um, from uh, Wandavision. Uh, you know, so it, you're right. There, it, I kind of agree with your woo. Um, great idea, great concept. How they're going to make it so that um, you know, rent uh, like the casual viewers who maybe just watch the movies, not necessarily watch the TV shows. How it's going to impact them? Yeah, because the bottom line is, you already have the fanboys and the fangirls. Funny. <clears throat> That money is guaranteed every single time, no matter what projects is coming out. You're not making billions of dollars if you don't get the casual people to watch it. So it's like, you know, if you think about the first Avengers and you tell everybody, oh, it's just a bunch of people that came together from all these other movies, then then they'll end up watching it because, oh, it's kind of fun. And then, But you already knew for the right from the beginning that everybody who had watched any of the previous movies is ending up watching it here. So it's like... There's a lot. They're asking a lot to invest, man. That's yeah. uh, that's uh, all I'm saying is like, sometimes you, th- as much as they they want to make themselves money at every single turn, sometimes just slow it down, dude. Yeah. Give us some like, give the property, give some properties time to breathe. Yeah. Like Miss Marvel just finished, but we have She Hulk coming out already. Mm-hmm. It's like you didn't give enough people time to go back and watch Miss Marvel if you missed out on that, and then now it's like. The ending of that show kind of goes into Secret Wars because it kind of goes into the Marvels. But yep. if you didn't watch that show, you're gonna people are gonna miss that detail when it comes out in the movie or yeah. it comes out on TV show. So, I, I, I agreed, 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 and kind of along the lines of what you talk about, where um, you know oversaturation um, and whether or not the, the it's is it for the fanboys or the fangirls or is it for the casuals? Um, another announcement that came about uh, something that I personally am excited for. Um, I would give it a, a nice woo, but um, I, I'm not quite sure how where you are. And so uh, the next uh, to- next uh, um, reveal that we had from Marvel is that we are going to ha- actually have a Thunderbolts movie in July 2024. Less than two years from now, we are actually going to have a Thunderbolts movie. What, what's your what's your take on this? I think the way they're building it now, that's a woo, pretty much in that. Um, they're building the undertones for it. You're, you're setting it up really well. Mm. You're turning again, though. They're using the properties that, in the that, like for how it is now. If you don't, if you didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you don't get the U.S. agent yeah. joining. If you didn't watch Black Widow, which people should have, because that yeah. movie is fantastic, that was, that was great. Then you don't get the Yelena thing, and whoever that they're going to end up building up. And then you don't like the whole concept of it is pretty much not so much their version of a government based suicide squad with not so good people, <laughs> but not quite villains, yeah. you know, you know, not necessarily the killers that we're, we're, we're known for or, you know, like really terrible monsters that we know for uh, from Suicide Squad, but still supposedly the bad guys of the MCU. Yeah. And so it's like. Interesting storyline. You can bring whoever that they decide to 
you know, anybody. Oh, who the other Zemo's in it? Zemo, I'm hoping Baron Zemo. <laughs> you gotta have He's a like, dancer somewhere there. I yeah, see. Again, no Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No seeing that Zemo has done stuff since the end of Civil War. Yeah, people are like, "What? You mean the guy that just kept on saying random words?" Yeah, that's the bad guy. October, now? November, <laughs> December. You're just saying the months, bro. <laughs> so, that's that's my impression of Zemo. By the way, I hope it's, I hope it's good enough for everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. But like you know, Zemo, who main villain in Civil War. Background character villain in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, take those guys, turn them into a team for themselves. Uh, have Thunderbolt Ross being in charge of them somewhat, unless they just use his name per chance, kind of thing. I don't yeah. know how they're gonna because they they've established him as he's that guy. Like yep. when you watch an MCU movie, it's like hey, it's that guy. <laughs> and then now it's gonna be like, oh, we're in th- th- that guy is in charge. So it's like, um, uh, one moment I'm looking forward to Thunderbolts, especially for the casual casuals, is um, there's gonna be you're gonna be in the movie theater, and then all of a sudden you're gonna, gonna hear, is that Elaine? <laughs> and she's gonna, gonna do the dance. <laughs> you're gonna have to turn on. Yes, <laughs> he, <laughs> she is. The, she is the director that's going to tell every uh, one of the Thunderbolts you know what to do. You know what's the worst reference, though, right? Is well. when Julia Louis Jeffries comes out wearing her sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she look like the blind lawyer from Arrested Development? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, like when she came out, I was like, oh my gosh, she's blind again. She's like, wait a minute. Is that supposed to be Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> but it's worse because. <laughs> She's not really blind or pregnant. <laughs> you keep falling for it, Michael. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, last one. And I know we're, we're um, uh, Harold and I talked way too much because I said, um, you know, uh, um, um, rapid fire, but <laughs> this is a lot better. Um, last one uh, that we're going to be talking about is um, it was something that has been a long time coming. Okay, uh, something that um, everybody knew was coming the moment Fox. Um, has uh, has um, uh, uh, got their uh, the properties back to the the Marvel properties back to Disney, um, and you know so we knew that there were going to be certain properties um, that are going to uh, start returning um, with Miss Marvel. Uh, you know, at the very end, spoilers at the very end of Miss Marvel, the, the the finally the word mutant came out. And you have a little bit of tone of the X-Men theme at the background. So we know that the X-Men are coming. But, of course, during the um, uh, Comic-Con, one of the biggest announcements that got a lot of cheer is that the, uh, not Avengers, the Fantastic Four movie is coming. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be our last one. Boo or woo? Uh, For the X-Men thing? That's a woo. For the Fantastic Four thing, that's a woo. Yeah, like, you can't boo any of these things because it's one of those finale, like, uh, not finalities, what's it called? Uh, it, it's just one of those, it's an actuality <coughs> when we knew for the longest time, right when they purchased Fox, everyone was like, oh, cool, now we get the mutants or we get the X-Men into um, the MCU. And then we had that quick tease in one division where Evan Peters came up playing Quicksilver, yep. but it wasn't really him, and it, 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 that devastated so many people. 
because it was like, oh, it's finally happening. I remember even uh, Lou was like, uh, he posted the meme, you know, the office meme. It's it's happening. It's finally happening. <laughs> and it didn't happen. And it disappointed so many people. And then it was almost it almost seemed like a big like finger. To, to oh yeah, it was literally like yeah. You thought we were gonna know. <laughs> and then when you had Professor X show up again in the the X Men the animated series uh, wheeled hover chair. I was gonna yep. say oh, it's never hover, but um. And then the, with Patrick Stewart, with Patrick as, Stewart as Professor it, X, and it you was have the, the most perfect thing. It was, that was it. That was that's what we've been looking for. Yeah, and all you had to hear is and then the same thing that they did with Miss Marvel. I didn't even catch it the first time I saw it. I had to watch videos where they're like, "Did you catch the X Men song?" And I was like, "No." I caught him saying, "You have a mutant gene," and I was like, "Dude, dude, is this what's happening?" It's like this is how it's happening. And like I said, it's uh, we we need to talk about Miss Marvel one of these days because severely underrated. And underappreciated as of this moment, where more people should have watched that because it's you know actually kind of fun, but moving the storyline more than any of the other shows. Like if you watched, if you didn't watch Moon Knight, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't miss anything from the MCU. Yeah. Um, but with Miss Marvel having the ending that it had with Carol Danvers coming up, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, also a really skinny Carol oh yeah. Danvers. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 like she literally popped out of the poster as a drawing. Yeah. So like, uh, that's sad because Brie Larson is. Sous, sous, forward. sous chef's kiss. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> I say sous chef's like. Sous chef. That's the term now. Sous chef's, sous chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that's French. <laughs> but like, um, having that, Having, you know, uh, Mr. Fantastic show up in, in Doctor Strange, even, I think people were even saying it'd be funny if when they make the Fantastic Four movie that they don't even have John Krasinski play Mr. Fantastic. And yeah. I was like, that's that's more of a tease than anything else, is having him show up. One of the guys from one of the most beloved TV shows of all time, and everybody being excited for it because it is—it was fan casting for the longest time, and then it's like, ah, we're going another direction. Like, yeah. What if they do do a younger version, and John Krasinski is a little too old, or they have a Sue Storm that's a little too young for John Krasinski, and it gets awkward? You know, yeah. we do live in a time where you have to take a lot of into a lot of consideration age of consent in relationships, I guess, apparently, you know, things like that. I'm pretty sure that's been something to worry about for the longest time. I'm talking about (laughs) nowadays where, like, before, no one would even care. Like, you can make jokes about that stuff, and then now it's like, dude, no no jokes allowed with that stuff. So um, I'm glad for it. I I, As as crappy as people... Okay, the last Fantastic Four movie, absolute trash. I don't even which one the Silver Surfer one? No, 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 the one with um, oh um, the, the the horror one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, dude, you have the f- three of the most fun, four of the most fun characters that you can have such a like a blast playing with. Mm-hmm. You have a dude that turns into fire, a guy that can stretch, and that's funny. Big giant rock, girl that disappears. Dude, the. Stories write itself in terms of like how much they can do, how much fun you can have with everything in that property, which is what they attempted to do in the the original series. Yep. And you know, Chris Evans was having a blast. Um, everybody else apparently didn't was seem, miserable. Dude, seemed- Chickless seemed like he did not like every time he had to put on that rubber suit. He was like, I hate, dude. Jeez, what a waste. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, um, 
people, the reason people have been clamoring for it more than anything else is because Feige, Feige takes care of his properties. Like he's not going to let anyone put out the biggest uh, possible store, uh, biggest possible team left. Yeah, the Fantastic Four and the X Men, and give them mediocre storylines. He's using those guys. Come on, West Coast Avengers. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's clamoring for that one. I kind of am. <laughs> I, w- I mean, if it was like an old, a uh, Wonder Man's coming, right? Yep. If you have a, uh, wow, I was gonna say um, Booster Gold, but we're like, wait a minute, that, that's a different. Uh, uh, that's a different property. Different property. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, it's still, you know, I mean, with this, with the right. Uh, direction for each particular franchise there is opportunity for woo here there's also that big opportunity for boo because as much as you'd like to say that the fantastic four seems like it's a guaranteed winner you would imagine that they would thought that in the previous iterations and they failed technically the first one had to have succeeded if they made silver surfer right yeah i mean Unfortunately, fighting a giant purple cloud and being like, "Oh, that cloud is coming." <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I get you. I get you. And and the same thing with X Men in terms of like <clears throat> first class and Days of Future Past. Fantastic. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. Don't need to go anymore. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting where how they're gonna how they're gonna do this. You know, yeah. um, somebody um, somebody in the. Um, the uh, internet world over there kind of uh, uh, had an article that I was reading and they were saying, you know, um, don't like the, one of the biggest ways that they can ruin the X-Men franchise is if we try to go back to square one where it's going to be Professor X and it's going to be Cyclops and all those things. Um, and they were saying uh, an interesting way of doing this is you already have your, your, Kind of your Professor X, kind of your leader. And if you make Kamala Khan and you kind of surround the origin of the X-Men around her, you know, that might be, especially for younger, you know, the younger viewers, that might be something that that's going to be because how, I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in Kevin Feige, but, you know, um, how how much can you really redo the same stories again. Yeah. You know, Wolverine, while I would love to have Wolverine around, you know, uh, even if it's uh, Egerton, uh, that's going to be there, you know, um, just how much of it can you really do now? Uh, you, uh, you, know, were, you know, if it's a uh, Taron Egerton, you know what the team's going to be called, right? What? The Eggsy man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Sorry, I just came up with that on the fly, people. <laughs> That's this why is, he's the, the talent, ladies and gentlemen. quality you're not paying for. Because <laughs> um, he played Eggsy, the, one, the Kingsman. The Kingsman is the combination of it. <laughs> Wordplay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's that's what you get when you listen to fanboys and the Wait, really quickly, before we go into anything else, um, I saw a TikTok where a girl was proclaiming to be the world champion in puns. Okay. And I was listening to the puns, and I was like, "I could do this, dude. <laughs> I think I think we are bad enough." And when I say "I," I think as a collective, we are bad enough to do really bad puns. So maybe that's a segment that we we we, we workshop. I can't even think of it. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, the uh, going back to what you were saying, the uh, one 
boo that I have to give with this announcement, though, is that there was such a missed opportunity, um, especially for um, Doctor Strange um, into the whatever it was called already. Um, uh, that's how the it, multiverse of it, 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 it seems like it's been like forever and a day, but it's only like this Two summer. Months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much uh that's how much information uh, Marvel has been giving us. But uh one thing that I was really looking forward to is you know this uh, it was one way for you to get um Chris Evans back into the 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 MCU again. Imagine if along with with John Krasinski um uh, as a um uh, as uh, um as uh Mr. Fantastic what if you just had Chris Evans dressed up as the the human torch <laughs> i would have i would have swooned at that point dude. the thing that's great about that is don't have him come in as the human torch have him come in as chris evans and then you have him go flame on <laughs> you're right you're right you're right cuz that's that's the money maker right because there you were dude. like oh it's like Captain yeah every, America. dude you know people would be so excited if he was dressed as steve rogers and then all of a sudden if his clothes just burned off and he's doing like uh, backflips on a motorcycle <laughs> there you go you win there you win there so um, Again, there you go there's the first installation of uh, of booze before woos not so many booze right now but i, know. I, I need me some boo i need uh, me some woos so uh, yeah Harold does require a lot of woos, and that's why we've had a variety of woos today. Uh, a last thing that we're talking about, kind of the main topic of it today, um, we've been using the term oversaturation over and over again, and in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we we, we um, were talking about today. Um, you know, a couple of big events um, have just come, uh, you know, has, has just passed. Uh, we just had Comic Con pass. Um, you know, one of the, the bigger uh, events is going to be coming, you know, down the line. Um, that Harold, uh, myself, and um, you know, Lewis is excited for, and that's going to be WrestleMania. You know, um, WrestleMania is going to be um, finally. It's going to make its return here in Los Angeles, and it's been a long time since we've been able to say that we've uh, we've or uh, that we've gone to a WrestleMania here in Los Angeles. So something to, to be um, to be looking forward to. But the problem was, and this is the thing that I kind of talked to Harold, is that. You know, 20 years ago, when we're talking about wrestling, when we're talking about Marvel, when we're talking about DC, stuff like that, if you mentioned all of these things, um, you know, there wouldn't be the same excitement. You know, um, tw- let's see, 20 years ago, that would be 2002. That was before... Uh, that was before the the big um you know um gold rush of like um of comic book movies and everything you know um at that point uh, when did spider-man come out 2002 2002 so around that time that's when we finally found we were like oh my god we actually there's actually an opportunity for us to have um you know a superhero in, in in the big screen that isn't you know that isn't batman that isn't superman so it was the first inkling that we were we were having um you know and back then um, i remember the first time i i ever got to comic con it was a really cool experience for me um i don't remember having to line up um uh, outside of uh, of the convention theater um yes it was crowded just like any other cons but there was no like you know having to push people around but you know fast forward 20 years 
it's I every single time there's a uh, ticket opening, I hate to, uh, I have to tell you, H, I'm still one of those people that wait in line, and I'm unfortunately since I haven't been able to get a ticket, I'm you know I'm not in the same queue as everybody else. And so uh, my chances of getting those tickets um, is, is a, a little smaller. And at the same time, the prices to get into these things are getting ridiculous. Yeah, dude. You know, and so um, uh, that's kind of the topic that we kind of want to talk about is the oversaturation. Uh, one of, the, like I said, one of the things we're talking about is WrestleMania. Um, and Lewis uh, was able to get a couple tickets already, and the tickets that he was able to purchase. You know, uh, uh, within a couple of days was already um, uh, at a high premium. A couple of hours, actually. Oh, was it a couple of hours? Oh, wow. A couple of hours. A couple of hours. <laughs> I'm working my accent. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what accent was, that was. I don't know either, dude. <laughs> the only accent this... I know these days is the... <laughs> Which would be completely helpful when we go to WrestleMania because, you know... We, you know, so many people are into the heel managers yes. from the thirties. There you go. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be Bugsy Malone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, H, you know, um, I, I know. Aside from WrestleMania, I know from uh, aside from um, you know Comic Con and comic books and uh, and Marvel and everything that you know you have um, uh, you have your um, feel in uh, a lot of other. Um, uh, pop culture stuff and well you know what, what's your viewpoint what's your take on this well oversaturation it's and it, over popular uh, over popularity of of uh of pop culture it's literally the the whole resale market has gone so profitable for so many people that they just ruin it for yeah. people who genuinely love things remember back when um uh spider-man no way home came out and they were saying, if you buy your tickets at AMC, we will give you an NFT. And as soon as that opportunity came out, those tickets were bought right away. And those NFTs were resold for 30 times the price that you pay for a ticket. Wow. If you pay a $15 ticket, you got to pay 500 bucks to get this NFT. People were looking for a quick buck everywhere. And like we, you see it in, obviously, like the resale market for tickets for events. With WrestleMania, you have it in Comic Con. People who aren't able to get their first shot, you know, uh, buying it off the off the uh, secondary market, you know, whatever uptick you're paying for that, and it's like, oh, you're paying a convenience fee, dude. We're paying for the fact that you're a greedy person who doesn't <laughs> enjoy this, but enjoys making money off people who do enjoy things. Yeah. And the 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 the, the, the saddest thing about all of that is like, I used to love buying shoes. But I was never like a douchey guy who's like, I need to get. Oh, sorry, I'm calling somebody out here. But, um, <laughs> Awkward. But like, yeah, but like, I never needed to get a particular part of shoe because if you didn't hit, if you weren't there at seven o'clock on the sneakers app, the Nike app, if you weren't on the Adidas app, if you were 30 seconds late, it's sold out. And it's like, I, I wanted this because it it's is either something that I had as a child and I want to rec or get a, a, a remade uh, version of it, or it's just something that I want to add to my collection. Not I'm not trying to make money off of it, but you are. And it, when people take the joy out of things, that more than anything pisses me off about just everything in general. So when you talk about our WrestleMania tickets, where when we bought tickets, okay, we didn't buy tickets, but in 2005 when people got us tickets and 
the people were selling tickets outside. They're like, oh, whatever. They're scalpers. That's the scalpers are a thing. That's yeah. what's going to happen. But now in the digital age, you don't have to go to a scalper outside. You're just reselling it on another market, and people aren't getting that that opportunity. Like, if my nephews wanted to buy their tickets, and I told them, anytime I put the quantity for, which is how many of us there are, me plus them three, it would put us in completely different sections, which you know derails the whole point of us going to WrestleMania together. And also at the same time, how is it if uh, if you're at the very edge of one row, it's 150 bucks. The very seat next to you is 675 dollars. Wow, like, that, and that's that not, much of a difference. Yeah, and that's not that's not even taking into account scalpers. These are the people pro- doing the event, holding the event. These are the promoters, dude. How does that make sense to anybody? Like, I saw seats that were clear and nice, 125 dollars. Seats next to it, 125 dollars. A seat behind it, seven hundred and fifty dollars. What is is the the angle that you're looking about over them automatically going to give you a view completely to the ring as opposed to the person in front of you? No, dude. It's just it's corporate greed, which is kind of how we got into this whole inflation thing in the first place. But like, just taking the it's literally taking the piss out of everybody who wants to enjoy the piss. Wait. I mean, either way that an analogy works, you know, and it's funny. It's not even just like, uh, you know, it's understandable, I guess, um, of the, the popularity of, 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 you know, the stuff like tickets and everything, but even something as small as, well, maybe not small, but toys these days, you know, like, um, it's, it's hilarious how, um, you know, I still like collecting stuff. I, I still love toys. But, um, you know, there are certain items now where, um, you know, an item that I've always wanted to have is I've, ever since I was a little kid, I, oh, no, when I was a little kid, I had one, a Voltus 5, you know, um, and I remember, um, there was a, um, a, a band I had a, um, a, this limited, uh, edition type thing where, um, it was, um, the, uh, you know, it was the, the toy plus the bass and everything. Um, and I remember I was waiting, looking forward to, um, Looking forward to the uh, presale for it, and I remember the, I I, uh, I remember the date the presale. I was there. I maybe was thirty minutes late for the uh, the, the opening of the, the the link. The moment I got there, it was sold out. And if you went to eBay, it was already for sale, and it was already like three times the amount of of, of what it was supposed to be. You know, it, it's getting you're, you're right. It's getting to the point where. It, um, it really is corporate greed. It's already, it's that people know that, um, you know, that people are going to need it. You know, I, now I'm kind of worried with, uh, with, um, the mega drought that's happening everywhere. You know, we've seen, you know, um, uh, crap. What, um, what's the name of the, uh, what's the, um, the, um, the movie where everybody's on those big like vehicles going down the desert, like Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max. It's gonna be Mad Max pretty soon, and there's gonna be those you know those those rich people that's gonna be like, here you go, here's a gl- here's a bottle of water. It's gonna be two hundred bucks for that bottle of water, and it seems like that's where we're heading. It's just a, it seems like a terrible future, and we're only at pop culture stuff. Yeah, like so, one of my best friends. Uh, designs toys. I've mentioned this before, and as much as I mention it, I always get the then how come we don't have any of these toys? I'm sorry, dude. Um, but he uh, 
one of the last projects he did when he worked at Universal was he developed the uh, DeLorean Lego. And A, anything that you make as the DeLorean, anything Back to the Future, making money right away. Yeah, automatic. Lego version, making way more money than it should. Yep. It was like 170 bucks retail and sold out with the quickness everywhere. And you'd be like, oh, you can get it on Amazon. No, you can't. When you do look on Amazon, you're looking at 230 240 bucks. Yep. And I'm like, dude, to my buddy, I was like, do you have one of these things? And he's like, I do. But if I didn't, they wouldn't have given me one. Because, like, it's his, you know, he work on a property, but unfortunately you're not getting it. And then so I have another quick analogy. And it has kind of to do with a documentary I just watched. Um I forgot the name of the documentary is on Netflix. It's called Trainwreck. Mm, okay, it's about Woodstock '99. Do you remember Woodstock '99? I knew about it, but I was I'm not like uh, overly familiar with it. Yeah, so Woodstock '99 was the 30th anniversary of the original Woodstock. They decided to throw another concert, but they put uh, profits over people, and they were charging people. And this is 1999, so they're charging people like three dollars for a bottle of water. Which for us would be like twelve dollars for a bottle of water, yeah. like you know a generic, get it anywhere for ten cents bottle of water, and the people in turn had no shade, had no water, had nothing but alcohol and drugs to fuel them, and anger. So they turned around and at the very end of the show they burned the place pretty much to the ground. <laughs> nice. Um, and it's sad because the Red Hot Chili Peppers was the last act, and like <clears throat> they originally planned it as like a. A peaceful, uh, what do you call it? <coughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it was like a, a, a supposed to be like a moment of solemnness, where it's like, remember the original peace and love from the Woodstock. So here are candles for a hundred and fifty thousand oh, people. Oh no! <coughs> Sorry, it's really dry in here. But a hundred fifty thousand people with candles eventually. Someone's going to be like, hey, let's burn this place down because they've been, you know, messing with us for the past three days. And you have all the bands that created all this anger. So it's like it just kept building and building. And then on the final one, like they said, the the firecracker finally popped and they destroyed the whole thing. And then the guy at the very end who ran the whole thing was like, yeah, it's just a couple of bad people. And uh, we were were really looking forward to bringing it back. And unfortunately insurance means that we got to pay all these things off and we're going to lose money. That's all they cared about. And 20 some odd years later, that lesson has not been learned. People pay. If you go to Coachella, Coachella is supposed to be the same thing where it's just a music festival with all these great bands, all these people you're supposed to enjoy and you can go camping. It's pretty much the same thing. But if you don't buy it on the first 10 minutes of it, it sells out. Got to buy it on the black market. Paying ridiculous amounts of money, and Jeez. it's like, dude, just let me so let people enjoy stuff. And if you, it's like, what if you have slow internet, or what if you just forgot for a day? Yeah, you know. And if, a combination of both, and I, I know, uh, it, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of problems out there in the world right now. Um, but as a, uh, a, as somebody who prides himself to be a fanboy and who loves these things, it, it is a fortunate, you know, that. I mean, you know, 150, 300 bucks when last time we were in uh, WrestleMania, where would have, 
where would we would have been, been on the floor? Dude. Yeah, you know. I remember when they said these seats at the floor cost three hundred bucks, and at the time we were like, "Oh my god, with the a price lot of, of gas!" Yeah, dude. We're like, the subway doesn't even work here yet, and now we got to go to a freaking Englewood where I worked for seven years, and I don't want to do that drive again. But whatever. <laughs> all for the wrestling, uh, and and I told Dennis, I was like, I we're going for the experience. We're not, I'm not going for the view. I mean, as much as anything, no matter where you're sitting, you're looking at a giant screen anyways. Yeah. Unless you're right at the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, going for the experience. So when the tickets were available, I was like, dude, I just got to get as long as someone is sitting next to me and that I know. I mean, as much as I love, you know, okay, 17 years ago when we last went, I was okay with being friendly with the people next to us. Nowadays, now that I'm old and surly, probably not. <laughs> not offering anybody no nachos. Uh, nobody's getting a free drink from me this time. Yeah, because it's going to be like 20 bucks per, oh, for, for a drink. $35, 40 bucks for oh, nachos. You know. Why, dude? Yeah. Everything. everything Don't happened. worry, I'll, I'll bring you a new ring so you can have something oh, to drink. Thank you, man. <laughs> you know, okay, I know really quickly before we, <laughs> before we end is people might see the, hear us complaining and be like, oh, that's first world problem. Exactly. It's not, dude. It's a problem for everybody around for the whole supply and demand thing yep. in terms of uh, ex- uh, of uh, extracurricular. So we're, we, you know, we generously mentioned that we're Filipino, you know, where that very obviously you'd think that in a country where people cannot afford a pair of Jordans, that Jordans would be more affordable. And also the fact that they make the Jordans two buildings down. Yeah. Um, but no, you go over there, it's the same price, it's the same markup if you can't afford it either. Mm-hmm. And it's like people over there, there's people who are proudly talking about being resellers in a third world country. It's like, oh, they got fast enough internet. They don't have, they have internet, but they don't have the money to pay for you. You know how much people make over there for some of those things? Dude, it's like, uh, you know, just having some kind of consideration. Yeah. I agree. And it's funny you mentioned that um, last time I was there, one of the things I was looking forward to was like, you know, going to those uh, markets on the side that um, you're not supposed to really go into and be able to get those knockoffs. Even those knockoffs were hella expensive, dude. <laughs> My friend bought me a pair of Yeezys. Um, I think the Yeezys were like 40 bucks. <laughs> Shoes in the Philippines that are knockoffs should not be forty dollars. And then the fact that it's uh, they lied and says it's a size twelve, and I put it on and it was a size ten, and my toenail was sticking out, so <laughs> it more looked more like Easy's <laughs> or just Yeez. Oh well, um, I, that's I guess where we are. And yes, this is two old men and uh, yeah, and compl- somebody missing. That's 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 our podcast now. It just complaints now, <laughs> but you know, the positives is for how much I spent for the tickets and the fact that it's just an experience. It wasn't that bad yeah. for WrestleMania, and, and we we get to say that we go, yeah, and we don't get to lie and say that we were. Studying at the stable center. Yeah, and we can actually say that, you know, we've been to WrestleMania more than twice. <laughs> this, and then when the other person who would be here says, this is my first WrestleMania experience, and you'd be like, oh, that's cute. That's I remember cute. mine 20 years ago. <laughs> Noob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've who been, cares if your tickets are nice expensive? this whole time. I know. <laughs> now we're at the end. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, other guy who we're not mentioning at the moment. He's been listening to this whole time. Oh, they've, they've been so nice to me. <laughs> 
And then Sucker <laughs> Okay Well that's it for we us today it. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, Hearing us complain um, And like we said It's not necessarily complaints But it's really more of the state Of where we are right now um, If you agree with us And if you uh, think we are correct uh, You know Please reach out to us We do have a, a bunch of our social medias um, You know I always talk about uh, uh, The two fanboys One casual .podb.com You can listen to all our episodes Episodes. You can take a look at. Um, you can also take a look at two fanboys, one casual on Facebook. Uh, we have a very fun and really outgoing group of people that um, that share and um, that, that talk about it. If you want to connect us through there, please go through there. And of course, we can also be reached at on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at two fanboys one casual on our TikTok account. Look for Lewis's account of the WrestleMania event that just came up recently. And then on anywhere you find your regular podcast, we are there as well. And we stream on Twitch. And when I say that, I say I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash casualfanboygaming. There you go. Well, that's it for us. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. This is Two Fanboys and it's with the Casual. This is Dennis. And this is Harold. And then... See you later. I love that button. <laughs>